Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. You are listening to the Build Your Network podcast. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. I'm your host, Travis Chappell, and today I'm talking with Andrew Ragusa. Andrew is the owner of a real estate brokerage, created a fast-growing private equity fund that allows investors to invest in real estate property flips for lump sum returns. And during COVID-19, his company is able to successfully pay out incredible returns to his investors since the demand for suburban housing has increased exponentially from the pandemic, which is absolutely insane. If you haven't seen the numbers on this, I highly recommend going and checking that out. As long as people are migrating away from densely populated areas, Andrew's properties are in high demand and his investors are reaping the rewards. Andrew, what's up, man? Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Travis, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So before we get into some of the more tactical, practical things on some of the things that you're working on, I always find it really helpful to kind of start at the beginning, back where all this crazy, these crazy ideas came to fruition. So, and when I say we're going to take it back, I'm, I'm, I mean it, man, we're going to take it way back. So 12-year-old Andrew Ragusa, talk to me about, you know, where you were at the, at that time, what family life was like, you know, mom and dad, what were they doing? And then, and then yeah. from there. All right, so 12-year-old Andrew Ragusa grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and um, my folks were 
my dad is an entrepreneur and my mother is a, uh, she was a nurse at the time. She later became vice president of a hospital in Long Island. And we ended up moving to Long Island because she was really the tip of the top, like you know, one of the big time CEOs. Hmm. Having that over my head, my parents always stressed, you got to go to college. You got to go to college, right? Eventually I did it. I went to college in the beginning because they were making me. But then I reached the point when I was thinking I was like 26. I was like, all right, I want to have, I want to get a job that pays me better. So I went to college because that's what everyone was telling you to do at that time. Right. And then I learned a very hard lesson (laughs) that college doesn't make money. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. That was going to ask you. So what did you end up going to college for then? So I got a bachelor's and master's degree in healthcare administration. I was certified in Microsoft office. I was a notary public. I mean, I had like a beefy resume. Right. And it didn't do much for me. And uh, so then at that point was like, are you in, are you in student debt? Did you have student loans or were you able to oh, yeah. close off? Okay. So student loans, debt, all that good stuff come out of college. And then really it's the, it's the stuff that it does to your mental health. And it really is, is how I would view it is like, man, I, I did all the things I was supposed to be doing and now I'm not getting the, the result that I'm supposed to be getting. Right. That's hundred percent correct. 100%. It was such a, it's such an ego blow too. Cause you think like, oh, okay, this is all I needed. Right. And you felt good. And then all of a sudden you get out to the real world and you're like, oh my God. What's your advice to somebody that is in, you know, let's say 17, 18, 19 years old, trying to decide about college, uh, career, and how to navigate those waters? Look, based on what I have learned today uh, in the job market and and just the way the world works, if you're going to go to school to learn a specific skill, doctor, lawyer, nurse, like just something, or even a trade, plumber, electrician, something that's very specific, it's a great idea. Because if that's the career you want, it's possible. But if your idea is to go to college to get a general degree, a business degree, or you know, a management degree, or whatever it might be, it's just overall in general, it's a sixty dollars or $40,000 bill that's going to be hanging over your head like it's hanging over my head right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So, okay. So, ten, so then talk to me about what decisions you make after you realized that you had just, you know, spent a lot of time and money on something that wasn't going to make you any money back. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went and got a job and I was working in a doctor's office at the time and they were saying, Hey, this is an entry level job. You can always grow from here. And I said, all right, great. So I got into the health system and I would apply for jobs left and right. And they would just constantly find someone better. Or they would say to me that there's this person's older. Travis, I literally had one person at HR tell me, well, we went with the other woman who applied, Joy, because she's a mom and she has eight kids. So we think she would be a better manager. And my, my, my mind is blown because like, you're not managing children. You're managing an office of employees. But I would getting, the point is I'm getting passed up on decisions. Yeah. So at, at that point then, I mean, what do you what do, you do when, when you feel like you've exhausted all resources? Well, I got really frustrated and I quit. And I thought <laughs> that by quitting it would put pressure on me to go out and find a job. And at that time we, we were, had really high unemployment rate. I think it was like, I think it was like 2014 um, you know, or 13 or something like that. But I just, it was very hard to find a job. Okay. Very hard. So for two years I was unemployed and then I was scrolling through Groupon and I was like, let me find some more things to beef up my resume. I saw a real estate course and said, wait, why don't I get my real estate license? See what happens. And then history was made. <laughs> so, so, so tell me about that then. How did you get your start into real estate and how were your first, let's say, let's say how were your first three months in real estate and then how were your first three years in real estate? All right, so as soon as I got my license, the first thing I did immediately was I opened the zero interest credit card, got that nice little loan balance that I, they gave me at the time and I started spending money on ads to just get my name out there and, and try to find leads immediately. 
And in my first year, I did eight sales, which was incredible because a lot of people don't do any sales in their first year, but I spent money to make money. It doesn't mean I made money. I still like had to pay bills. Yeah, right. What market was this in? This was in, at the time I was living in Queens, New York. Okay, got it. Cool. So then I, I you know, I'm spending money to make money and I'm just constantly playing catch up with the credit card for a couple of years. But ultimately, I found myself in a place where I built such a great database of clients where I'm starting now to just get so much referral work that it, it was all worth it. It was almost like I just kept reinvesting in myself throughout the, t- the entire way. Yeah, I want to take a, take a second to pause here because you said something I think that some people are going to gloss over. You managed that credit card for a couple of years, you said. And it's really easy to say that in a conversation like this. But if you're listening to this right now, literally put yourself in that position. And some of you might be in that position right now where you're thinking about the fact like every single day you go to sleep for two years knowing that you have a balance on a credit card that has to be paid <laughs> off, right? Like that thinking like when you really think about what two years is and how and how much stress comes along with that statement it starts to change your perspective a little bit and by the way okay please don't misunderstand me i'm not telling anybody to go rack up a bunch of credit card debt this is different if you're spending money wisely on things that will make you money that's an investment that is uh, that's a much much different than going and buying a TV and putting it on your credit card and then getting yes, 100% correct. You can't afford it. So uh, totally totally different things. And I did the same thing, by the way, uh, Andrew. And I don't know. If my, I think I've said this on the show before. I did the same thing when I started my podcast business. I got a zero percent credit card and and racked that thing up, man, and uh, yeah, and paid it off before the zero interest period ended uh, with money that I made from the new business. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, if you can leverage other people's money correctly, then it can be a really powerful tool, right? Exactly. So, and that's kind of what I do now. I just basically leverage other people's money with all the other businesses I run. Yeah, got it. So now talk me through you know, the success that you had with real estate. You obviously opened your own brokerage and things like that. So you are doing pretty well with it. Talk to me like top top two or three lessons that you've learned just being in real estate, not not the investment side at all, just be just like it's really just being a salesperson is really what what really being a real estate agent is. So talk to me yeah, about yeah. a couple of those top lessons that you've learned, maybe about emotional intelligence, about about sales, things that have really helped you to become successful. It's funny because when people ask me this question, I always know the answer right away. I tell everybody like the biggest lesson that I learned in sales is that if you can just bring to the table a good and high standard of ethical behavior, you can be so successful. I mean, I mean, it's crazy. And it's such a simple thing to just be the best version of yourself. Don't do something just because you're going to make money. Do it because it's the right thing for your customer. Mm-hmm. If you do that, I mean, you, you stand out. And that just goes to show you that the bar is set so low in right. some of the sales industry that it, you just need to, you don't need to know everything. You just need to come in and do the right thing. Right. You know and be honest, uh, be honest about what you do know and be honest about what you don't know. Yeah. Like I, I remember uh, I had a couple when I, back when I was training salespeople a lot, this was a big obstacle, man. And to your point, like that, it's crazy that the bar is set that low, but people don't like feeling uncomfortable. And right, right. when you are sitting down with a client or a, poten- a potential client, even even worse, like they have not signed any paperwork, they're looking at other people, you're trying to make money, you got credit card debt, you got bills coming up, you really got to close this deal, but you're trying to make it seem like you don't have to close the deal because desperation doesn't sell anything, right? So exactly. when they ask a question you don't know the answer to, or when they ask a question that you know is a negative answer that you have to reply with, people have a tendency literally just to lie. And I, I watched it happen to people that yeah. I know are good people, right? I, like These are people that I spent a lot of time with. I know that they're not bad people. I just watched it just flip. I would be in a situation selling and training 
uh, that person in like a live sales situation. And I, I would just, I would be like blown away. I was like, wait, that, that's just, that's not true. Like, you know, that's not right. True. right. <laughs> like you have this, you have this aversion to uncomfortableness that's going to end up losing you money and relationships in the long run because you, you're so fearful of what might happen if you do tell the truth. When at the end of the day, if you tell the truth, it's always going to come out better for you anyway. 100%. And you know what? A lot of times that fear, that fear is removed once you fill it in with data and knowledge. For example, for me, it's really easy to deliver bad news to someone because I know how to solve the problem afterward anyway, right? Because I've, I've studied, I've learned, I've mastered my craft. And you know, there's no need for you to lie about anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're preventing you're preventing your own forward progress. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it, I was just I was just talking about this actually with somebody else uh, on an interview that I just jumped off of because well, we're talking about this in regards to people's aversion to accepting the fact that they may not be good at the thing that they're trying to do right now, and it it blows my mind, man. And and we all we all kind of do it to a certain extent, but it, it blows my mind that some people like jump into a new thing like real estate or these other ventures and just expect they're going to know everything, you know, right off the bat. And oh so, yeah, no, dude, I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. And a lot of new agents say the same thing to me. They just say, you know what? If I just know how to do it, if I just know how to sell a house, or if I could just do one deal, and if I could just, and I keep giving them the same answer, like it doesn't work that way. It, yeah. it, the philosophy is be, do, have. You need to be a successful, good, ethical, high, you know, high energy person in the beginning. Do the actions that person would do, and then you'll have the results. You have to be the person that you're trying to become, right? You gotta exactly. Be, and, and by the way, this is different from fake it till you make it. This is no, it no, it's a mindset. It. Exactly, yeah, right. right? Exactly. Yeah, I want to want to make sure I caveat that because uh, to be very clear, I am not one of those people that thinks that you should fake it until you make it. You have to make the decisions of the person that you're trying to become, so that you can have the habits of that person, the actions of that person, and those things are what's going to give you the results of that person. You know, it's literally a mindset because you can you can have the mindset of success at any point. It's up to you. It's up to you to even decide when you are successful. You could literally be like, right. okay, I'm successful because I made a hundred grand, or you can be successful because you made a million. Right? It's totally up to you. So if you come in with the mindset that I am going to be this greatness, I'm going to be this great person in the industry, I'm going to be this great salesman, you do the actions of that and then you have the results. So I'm not telling anyone to fake it. I'm telling you to be authentic, right. bring yourself to that high level of you know, ethics and have that good energy that people want to work with you. And then you'll do, you'll follow through with everything. And it's, it's okay to say, I don't know sometimes, you know, I just followed up with, I don't know, but I'll go find out. And that actually increases the level of trust that your customers have with you. From a psychological perspective, this isn't just my opinion or, or, or Andrew's opinion. Like this is, this is proven psychological stuff. A lot of marketing campaigns will use this in their campaigns to say that uh, some people will literally just say, hey, we are second best at this thing because everybody and their mom wants to talk about how they're the best and how they're number one. And they find totally. one little teeny tiny unique niche category that they're number one in and then advertise that we're number one. And uh, they did this crazy study going through what brands people trusted more based on these advertisements that they saw. And they trusted the people that said they were number two because they were just being honest about it and saying like, yeah, these guys wow. are really good at us, but we're really good at it too. So, you know what I mean? So wild. Um, you just gotta, you just gotta, at the end of the day, you, you have to, you have to step into, into that version of yourself so that you can have the results of the, that person would have. And like you said, at the end there, it's important to follow it up with that action, right? Because a lot of people will study and try to adopt the mindset of that person, but then they don't adopt the actions of that person. So they are sitting across the table feeling desperate in a sales situation because they should feel desperate in that sales situation because they don't have any, they don't, they don't have three or four other listing appointments that day. You're desperate because you don't have any other forms of potential business coming in because you didn't do the do, you didn't do the work to jump on 
you know, 50 cold calls that morning and try to set up those listing appointments with people. So you didn't scarcity that mindset before. when you're in that situation, you know? Right, right, exactly. Like you're that's when you start dropping your commissions to four percent and and I'll give you this and yeah. I'll give you that. And they, because because you think it's about the price, but it's not about the price. It's just because you didn't do the work to put yourself in a position to succeed. That's correct. Just gotta take enough action. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, the second thing that I brought to the table also, not just the, you know, being authentic and genuine, is just be transparent. And I would show that to my buyers. I would show it to my sellers. I, you know, instead of going to them and say, this is what your house would worth, I would sit down with them. I would open up the MLS for those who don't know what the MLS is, it's the multiple listing tool. That's the database realtors, banks, and appraisers use to determine property value. I would open it up and I would say, okay, let's do a quick search together. And I would share the screen and say, here's your neighborhood. So I pull up their whole town and I would say, this is what your neighbor sold for. This is what the other people sold for. We would look at the houses. I would show them the realtor only comments. I would show them the asking price, the, the history of the listing, what happens when people buy with a mortgage, how many days they sit on market, you know, what happens when people pay with cash? I would give them full transparency into the realtor back end process. And by the time I was done with them, they were so blown away. And they're, uh, first of all, at how much I knew, but by second of all, about how much they did not realize or know was going down in the market today. Cause the market changes every six months. Mm. Like it's impossible to always know unless you're in the industry. Right. By the time we were done with those, those appointments, they would literally just be eating out of my hand. They were just like, yeah, you know, whatever I'd say they want to do because they trust me and they should because I was so authentic and transparent. Yeah, that's the big thing, man. So so you obviously had a good amount of success in, in real estate. Now you do a little bit of coaching in this now too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I created a whole coaching platform with over 100, I think we're around 120 videos showing exactly how I would build trust, bring transparency to the table, 
close deals, get people to understand how I work. I mean, it's just incredible. And then I, and I started flipping houses. So I made an entire section on how to flip houses, how to go find them, uh, you know, all the ins and outs of that. So amazing. And where can people go find that? Well, you can go to realtorsuccesscoaching.com and, um, it's a really easy website to remember. And if you want to see the, uh, the business of how we flip houses, that is assetsforopportunity.com slash investors. So let's talk a little bit about that then. Uh, so you are doing, doing real estate sales on, on the, on the re- like residential real estate sales. And then at what point along the way do you start realizing, hey, this, uh, Mike, this, this could be a lucrative opportunity to start flipping houses? Oh, oh this is like, this is a game-changing moment. So when I, what, what I did was when I started the real estate brokerage, I was trying to think of how do I create an edge where I can compete with Keller Williams or EXP Realty or Douglas Elliman Why would agents want to come to my small company? So then I thought, I'm going to create a brokerage that is going to be flipping houses with the agents and give them another stream of income because that's something that agents sit on all the time. They literally say like, oh my God, when am I going to make my next sale? You don't know when the next deal is coming in unless you're like a massive action taker like I am. Like you always know everything's going to be fine. It doesn't, it's not always the case. So I created this brokerage where I was like, I'm going to flip houses and the realtors came, right? And then it just expanded. I went from not just flipping houses with the realtors. I started flipping them with my family, my, my brother and my sister. Yeah. I started bringing in people I went to high school with. And then before you know it, so many people want to give me money and flip houses with me that I actually have a waiting list now. So that's awesome. kind of how it all snowballed. So now you, you take on outside capital, right? Into, into some of your, your, uh, your flips that you're doing. Yeah. So what I do is I take investor capital and I'll go purchase a property that's distressed. So usually I, go, I love going to real estate auctions. That's my favorite place to go buy them. During COVID, they've been closed. So it's a little been a little difficult this year, but mm-hmm. next year, you know, it'll be open. And I'll take investor capital. I'll use their money as the down payment and some of the construction costs. And then I usually put the difference of all the other construction costs and pay every other cost that's involved. And then I take 20% of the profits off the top when, this, when the house is done. We sold it, made our money, take 20% of the profits, send it back to the investor. And, you know, if someone gave me a hundred grand, they usually walk in away with like 120 in the end. Sure. And, and that's in a pretty short time frame as well. It's average six months. I tell everyone, just yeah. be prepared for a year because when you flip a house, you never know what's going to sure. show up. Sure. So, and I assume this is for accredited investors? Yes. For the okay. most part, it's been accredited. In the beginning, it was unaccredited because I got all my friends and family. Yeah, friends and family. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now so. I'm like, all right, I really got to focus on accredited. So. Right. So cool. Uh, so, uh, so give us those two sites one more time, brother. And uh, but before we take off here, uh, where, where can people, if they're listening right now, you're in real estate and you want to get some coaching from somebody who's been there, done that. And then uh, if you're an accredited investor and you want to get some good returns on your money doing, uh, taking advantage of the crazy housing surge that's been happening over the course of the last few months, tell, oh, us, yeah. where, uh, tell us where they can find both of those one more time. So for the investors, it's, the company is called Assets for Opportunity. So it's assetsforopportunity.com slash investors. That's the web address. And anybody who's looking for real estate coaching so you can scale your business and grow it like I did where you have multiple income streams, that is realtorsuccesscoaching.com. Awesome. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on the show, brother. We're going to go ahead and move into the last segment here, something I like to call the random round. Just some quick random questions, quick random answers. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. What profession other than your own do you think that it would be fun to attempt? You know, I always love cooking, so I would probably be a chef. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and chat for an hour, who would it be? Grant Cardone. <laughs> How do you- Real estate guy, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that is true. He, he is, a, he is a, a tried and true real estate guy. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, videos? What I do is I actually buy the book and play the audio 
So like a lot of times I'll listen to the audio in my ears while I run, or I'll just play in the background while I read the physical book. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I wake up every day, probably around 5.30 or 6 o'clock. First thing I do is take a shower and then I go for a run or, or I'll meet with my personal trainer. I actually don't actually probably start working, working until 9.30, 10 o'clock, because I, I make sure that I take care of myself first. And then I have my morning rituals where I, I write down yep. goals, clean up, stuff like that. What is your go-to pump-up song? Oh, I love Breaking Benjamin. And Florida Georgia Line. Love Florida Georgia Line. So anything from those guys. What, putting business aside, is something that you are just not very good at? Lowering my voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. And as we get everything wrapped up here, bro, what's one place online where our listeners can go to connect with you the most? Well, look, you have the other two websites, but if you want to really just get direct access to me, go to remiagency.com or go to Instagram. My Instagram handle is Andrew underscore Ragusa underscore. Perfect. Andrew underscore Ragusa underscore over on Instagram. Head over there, say what's up, connect with Andrew and get to know him a little bit more. Andrew, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Had a blast chatting with you. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. It was exciting. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.